0: good evening everybody and welcome to another edition of atlanta falcons nation thursday night people and if you're in georgia right now be safe while you're watching now if you get a storm the powers go out don't worry about it get safe because it's getting bad in georgia so but let's go ahead and start it off get everybody a chance to get in here and let's go ahead you know in case you don't know who we are before we introduce the special guests of the hour Um, if people don't know who I am, look at everybody's in here already. I am miss Maggie T and right next to me, who do we have?
1: (laughs) J rock for life. You already know who it
2: is.
0: (laughs) And below J rock. Who is it? Who is it?
2: Twisted Tours TV. Jumpman T follow me.
0: All right. That's right. Follow him on um, YouTube. Definitely. He's awesome with his content as well. Make sure you follow him. He is both of these two are atlanta falcons nation's finest of course but the lady of the hour and i'm excited about this because it is another lady you know how many how long i've been broadcasting and been asking women come join me and no one's budging maybe once i think asia did and i see asia in the chat already i think she's in here hey asia boo boo so but now i'm gonna try this (laughs)
1: <laughs> Drum roll. Welcome,
0: welcome everybody. This is Tori McElhaney.
3: Yeah. <laughs> from the Athletic. Look at that. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited for this. Yes, as you can see,
0: everybody is excited. Hello. Hello, everybody. Tev. How you doing, Tev? You know, as always, everybody, Miss Mom first always subscribe to her channel as well, people she is part of my lust exchange series um you know my channel for that follow her but hey hello tori she's saying so we're here people and we're getting ready to talk some falcons football but first and foremost we want to get to know the lady of the hour definitely because some people might not know the person behind all the wonderful tweets we've been getting this week (laughs) (laughs) so let's start with just kind of getting to know you just a little bit um Pretty much what inspired you to cover sports and was that something that you chose to do first?
3: Yeah. So uh, sports have always been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. My dad was my high school's head football coach for the first 17 years of my life. So every week was spent at football practice, you know, before I started playing sports myself, like it was, I was going to football practice with him or every single Friday was spent out, you know, watching Friday night football all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. and then Saturday mornings I have vivid memories of us waking up early back before huddle was a thing back before like emailing film was a thing. We would actually physically like get up in the morning and we would take a a like cassette VCR tape. And we would travel. We would take the tape and we would meet at like a cracker barrel, um, like (laughs) halfway between whatever team my dad's team was playing the next week. And they would trade film. And that's how we traded film. And then I would watch film with my dad, break down film with my dad. And then I started playing. I played softball, basketball, tennis. It was. Any and everything that I could play, I wanted to play. I've seen some it, of the pictures. Also. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it just was a part of my life. And then when it came time to think of a career, I, I writing was also, reading and writing was, I mean, I have tons of books in my house, in my apartment. It, and it was always something that I just very much loved to do. I loved to read. I loved to write. And I was like, you know what? It wasn't until college, but I kind of figured out, like around the time of like second semester freshman year, um, I took a sports media and society class with Vicki Michaelis, who is um, is the founder of the sports media certificate program at the University of Georgia. I took her class and I realized then I was like, I could make a career out of two things that I very much love. And that was kind of how I got into sports reporting. And there was a time where I thought I wanted to be on camera and then I kind of did that and I was like, you know what, that's no. probably not for me. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like being able to take my time and not have uh, and actually have like an editor that can like help me really break down a story and take the time to do that. Um, so that was where I got my start. Um, and and then from there, I just kind of said yes to every opportunity. I did a bunch of internships. I worked with Seth Emerson, who now covers the university of Georgia for us at the athletic. I worked with him when he was at dog nation. We covered the, uh, covered Georgia football together. And then I worked, I covered, um, the Braves for MLB.com for, um, for a little bit. And then, um, after that the athletic came calling and I have been with the athletics since six months post-grad, which I graduated in 2000, May of 2018. Yeah. So I've been with the, uh, been with the athletics since probably August of 2018. And I started as a general assignment contributor, just covering stuff in the Atlanta area. And then I got promoted to covering Georgia tech. And then I got promoted to covering the Falcons. So just move, moving on up. So that's kind of my whole story in a teeny tiny nutshell.
0: I'm excited about all of that. I'm inspired by it, honestly, because I'm definitely, I um what I'm doing now, I kind of report a little bit of the news for Falcons and Hawks and not a lot of Braves things right now because it's not a lot going on. Right. But I will be covering that a little bit. But you are an inspiration to me. So
3: thank you. That means so much. I love to hear that. I love it. I love it.
0: So um I definitely follow you been following you for quite some time in the athletic and everything like that. So of course I just saw you on the interview. I was like, "Oh wow, she's actually doing interviews." So got to have her on. So <laughs> definitely. So um but I want to kind of get into um a little bit uh let me get to the next one. Hmm. So basically what were your challenges? Um you were having coming up just starting school wanted to be a journalist and you know what were your challenges as a woman particularly that you faced
3: i think uh, the biggest challenge is just people thinking that i don't really know what i am talking about because i've never actually played the game and i think that along with my age were two things that right off the bat when i first got my you know very first jobs in doing journalism it was always something that came up people didn't understand why a 23 year old woman wanted to do this and they didn't think that i could do this which is really sad because yes i can and i can do it well and i and i know what i'm talking about like you don't from the time that you're able to like comprehend watching football until the time you're 18 years old going to college and you spend all this time breaking down film with your dad you pick up a few things you pick up a few things you, you, awesome. pick, you pick it up and you I mean I know I haven't played the game but a lot of people on Twitter who claim to be these like uh I don't even know like claim to know what they're talking about yeah uh <laughs> I I guarantee you that I play just as much football as they have Couch GMs
0: is what I call it.
4: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. like,
3: exactly. And yeah. so I think that that's the that was the biggest challenge is just breaking down perceptions and barriers of what it means to cover sports in 2020, in 2018, whenever, whatever the time period is. And, and understanding that just like, like just me loving it, just me doing this is enough for me to have a seat at the table uh i think there's this big misconception for women is that like we are always expected to have to prove ourselves and to prove that we know what we're talking about and to prove that we know more and that's not the case we can prove prove that we belong here just but simply because we love doing it and simply because we love being around the game and i think understanding that as i've gotten older has been something that i look back on Coming up through the ranks and and I'm like, you know what? I'm proud of myself for setting a standard and uh, and seeing ways that we can make this industry more inclusive for not just women, but people of color and, and not just people of color. But w- we get into sexual identities and gender identities and all that kind of stuff. Like we can make this a really inclusive place to be not just for older white men. And, and I think that's super important in this quest that we're, I think we're all going on. If I'm talking to younger journalists, like that's that's what we're here to do. Like that's what we're trying to do. And we're trying to tell good stories along the way. So, and have and have a little bit of fun. So uh, in terms of challenges, it's just breaking down those perceptions. Yeah, you know what, and I'm glad you mentioned that because with
0: us starting AFN on YouTube, you know, like a, we spoke earlier, um, it was just a social media platform. Something that me and Matt, my, you met him, we just was like hey we love we're passionate about the falcons why not start a group and a page where we kind of did our own little content for news breaking and things like that um but it was when we came on to youtube that narrative it was just a lot of people just didn't like the fact that you know of course we was you know color you know people people of we're all in one race and we're Mm -hmm. of course we invite everybody with different races and things like that but of course our cast is all african-american you know Mm -hmm basically and sometimes we get a lot of pushback and the feedback because we're not trying to be like espn we're not politically correct we would cuss we get <laughs> passionate we get mad about things we have a fit and we're not just trying to be that suit and collar you know tied, you know trying to be upright and just act like something that we're not right what a lot of Falcons nation is is uh a group group of, a group of men and women hopefully Mm-hmm. more women Finger um <laughs> think of barbershop shop you know when you talk in the barbershop you're talking about football and it's just like you're comfortable so all the former players that like to come on they're just like you know i love this atmosphere because i can just kick back and be me
4: totally mm-hmm.
0: you know um tori watches film matt mike is impressed
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes so that's our narrative. We just open it up to mm-hmm. this is a platform for our fans. So I we even it. open it up for the fans to come on and say what they have to say. So it's not just about who you see right here. It's about the people in these chats that are going crazy right about now. So <laughs> I'm gonna highlight them just a little bit. But I'm glad you said that though. So just kind of want to bring that um kicking it real, you know, keeping it real. Yeah. Is that what it's saying? Yes. So mm-hmm. we're we're just real, we're authentic and we love our Falcons. And we're of course, we're not saying we're experts at all. I'm not
3: saying I'm an expert, and they tell me I'm an expert. So, you know, this is all all fun. We're all still learning it. You know, I've been on the beat since July, and there was a. It was like drinking water out of a fire hydrant there for like a few months and trying to just figure things out. So, we're all. I mean, even even the experts aren't experts. So, so y'all, I think y'all are doing a great job. Mm -hmm.
1: Glad you pointed that out. You're right. Mm -hmm.
3: And as far as what you
0: had said about just getting the feedback of Twitter and things, like I said, it was just. A lot of people was giving me a lot of ugliness, Mm -hmm. you know, starting out because they're used to Matt Mike. So it was like, who is this woman? What is she doing? What, you know, and me, honestly, like you said, I really wasn't for the camera either. Mm -hmm. Like I was more, I'll be in the background. I'll let the guys debate and do it. But he was like, no, you got to be on here. You got to show your face. And it's like, no, I'll just slide in the back. So I can't avoid it now, but I love it. I actually enjoy doing this. So. I'm getting more comfortable with it, but it's people like you that inspire me to continue to do it despite any challenges. So, with that being said, it's something I want to put up. Basically, we want to talk about. I didn't bring up the clip of your your reaction to it because you were saying about the Twitter people don't be in your DMs. Mm. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but no DMs. your
0: your thoughts on you know of course the interview with um, Lee Smith on 92 The Game how was your reaction to that so basically this is what she kind of said let me move this up comment so everybody can see it there we go and that oh you know we got too many (laughs) bucks sorry about that okay here we go so lee smith said he came to atlanta because of Matt ryan and the two authors smith and blank we got to get used to that also know that he's a veteran didn't want to come to an organization that was rebuilding and i'm just saying that word rebuilding kind of just took Twitter on a frenzy for one thing. And I was just like, you know, all these couch GMs, no, they acting up right about now about what she <laughs> so what prompted your reaction and you know how did you feel the interview went and everything what was your reaction to it
3: So I actually really enjoyed the interview it was re- it's really great to talk to these guys because when you talk when you're thinking about like the, what the Falcons are doing in free agency you know they're not going to be big players in free agency because they just don't have the funds to be and so you. when you think about what they have to do in free agency they've got to find depth and they've got to do it in a cheap way and so guys like Lee Smith guys like Eric Harris I, I literally, these guys are the guys that we have to expect the Falcons are going to go after. And so to be able to talk to these and, and Brandon Co- uh, Copeland, who we talked today, great interview, loved, loved chatting with him. But it, it's these type of guys the Falcons are going after. And so to hear them say what they think about the organization that they're coming into is very interesting to me, because I, I think that you get a lot from them about their perspective of the Falcons and what they think the Falcons need to do to get better and and how excited they are for the direction that that the organization is going in. But what prompted that tweet what was, you know, Lee Smith said that he believes that Falcons, the Falcons are not in a rebuild mode. And ask why he didn't think the Falcons were not in a rebuild mode. He said, and I quote, that he thinks that a rebuild involves a quarterback, and he doesn't think that the Falcons are in a position that they're going to rebuild a- a- around a quarterback, which I thought was very interesting because that's what we've been talking about in the draft, for, uh, uh, like the potential of the Falcons drafting a quarterback at number four. So I thought that was very interesting that he went on the record to say that, and so that's why I tweeted it out. What I didn't expect to happen was people Was, the backlash. Coming, it was mm-hmm. a backlash of that, and yeah. I was not expecting people to come at me and be like, telling me that I'm an idiot and that I don't know what I'm talking about. The Falcons are absolutely in a rebuild. Blah 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 blah. And I literally had to tweet out. I was like, "Y'all, today is not the day for y'all to come into my <laughs> DMs and tell me what I do and don't know." It's I was like, like, I sat there and you know listened know. to that. Like what are you trying to tell me? (laughs) I reported the information to you. This isn't my opinion, and I think a lot of people have this misconception sometimes of journalists being like, "Oh, they push an agenda." Unless it's a column that I'm writing, everything that I'm writing is not like my opinion. Like if Mm y'all want my opinion, I'll give you my opinion all day. You don't have to worry about it. I can talk to a brick wall. However this is reporting this is reporting what people are saying and and i think we got into a lot of i got i felt a lot of backlash during the season when we were talking about social justice movements and and how people were like why are you giving a platform to this and it's like because i want to give a platform to the people who care about this and who are talking about it and wanting to see a change so i'm going to continue to do that
4: exactly
3: so so i think like it's just such like people just think before you come at me. Think before you come at any journalist as to what they it is. Are they reporting or are they t- giving you their opinion? There's a there's a complete difference in, in those two things. They and just jump think, to
1: the conclusion. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah and I think
0: that um, just Twitter, they're they're keyboard warriors. I call them. Yeah. And I've seen it was such a nasty comment to one of a foot like a football player a basketball player or something. Oh, he was just like he t- retweeted it. And it was just like, just people don't care who you are, to be honest. Yeah. If if they don't feel like you doing what you're supposed to do, especially playing the game right, how they want you to play the game, they coming in your DMs. Yeah. If you're not saying what you want them to say. I mean, what they want you to say, they coming in your DMs and calling you all types of things. So, you know, it 20, comes to the territory.
2: <laughs> 20 fingers are crazy nowadays, man
0: yep
1: especially with quarantine everybody got a lot of time so-called
3: everybody can be an expert on anything in quarantine i mean i taught myself how to play piano so like i'm sure people are
4: are we gonna
3: get a snippet of that just play
4: no (laughs)
0: not that good
1: let's get get a sample real quick
0: (laughs) that's so funny
3: like okay musical (laughs) stylings by (laughs) tori i know right
1: exclusive (laughs)
3: <laughs> an exclusive yeah next time i come on i'll make sure and bring a keyboard out and just start playing for you guys
1: oh that'd be great
3: <laughs> let's make sure i follow tori
0: on twitter yes, yes. Please,
1: yeah, I do that.
0: please follow her follow her definitely yeah So it's
3: at tori underscore McElhaney, spelled exactly kind of how you think it's spelled
0: <laughs> there you go
3: i said it right the first time so yes, i'm not saying did. it again
0: <laughs> so let's get into the good stuff i know everybody's here for those falcons oh yeah <laughs> definitely so i already sent you some things and you already kind of know where it's gonna go so we kind of you know pick and choose a couple of things that we want to talk about and i guess each body everybody on this cast will probably ask you a couple of questions and then um just let us know when you're you know your time is done and everything but we're loving you so stay as long <laughs> as you want to great definitely okay. definitely um let's go ahead into What do you feel about the hire of Office Smith and Terry?
3: I think it's so fascinating. I, I think it's a really interesting duo. And I think it's interesting because from my lens as a storyteller, I think that their stories actually follow a very similar path. Here are two guys who worked their way from the very bottom of an organization all the way up. And then when they, it was their opportunity to get to the highest point for for their path. So a head coach and GM, they had the opportunity to do that here in Atlanta. And, and I think it just shows a certain level of loyalty because, you know, mm-hmm. Arthur Smith, he, he literally started out as a, literally a quality control coach in, at, with Tennessee worked his way all the way up and did so, which is so uncommon these days. He did so through a multitude of coaching changes. He not only stayed, he not only survived these coaching changes, but he thrived through them, which you really don't see happening all that often. And then you flip over to Terry Fano. Here's a guy who came in just with like a marketing internship and he worked his way from the ground up through the saints organization in new Orleans. So, Here are two guys that know what it means to be loyal to something, know what it means to work from the ground up, know what it means to do the dirty work. Uh, I really think that's a really awesome quality that both of these men, I think, have.
0: And I love that fact that it's um, how Terry's interview went, how he brought his family on. Of course, the challenge was the fact that he, you know, former Saints, Oh yeah,
4: so that was, yeah that was the it was like
0: question. don't you come in here with any type of anything you need to be mm-hmm. black and red and he had the whole family dressed up and everything okay. I just thought that was beautiful and I, I love the narrative that the Atlanta Falcons pages are doing they're showing their family yeah you know we're getting to know them as not only the player but family men. yeah I love we, it
3: I know I love it too I think it's really that's a really important part and that's the thing that I like to do in my job is be like okay who are these people under the helmets? Who are these people under the pads? Who who are these people making these decisions? That's really important stories that I think need to be told because it humanizes these people. Mm-hmm. Like we forget that Julio Jones is, is like a human, you know, like we, we think he's a, 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 some people think he's just a God. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, yeah. while he has God-like abilities, he's still human. And I think it's really important that we understand that and we know that.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, and I think moving forward, I feel like it's just going to be a different culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like, I mean, I love the brotherhood. It was yeah. it it served its purpose. But I think that brotherhood is over with. So yeah. maybe it's more about family and love. it. I don't know how they're going with it. We'll see. We might get a new slogan. Uh, yeah. Hint, hint. If you heard anything. Oh,
1: yeah. Ho- hopefully. Hopefully we get another uh, a new slogan. Hopefully.
3: I think I think they definitely will. And I think it's going to have a lot to do with kind of like meeting a certain standard, having expectations for people. Uh, I think with the brotherhood, it almost came at the cost of being complacent, being too content. And I really think that Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith are kind of coming up in here and being like, you know what, you're going to have to work to to stay here. You're going to have to put in the work. You're going to have to show us why you deserve to be here. I don't think anybody in Atlanta is complacent right now.
0: No, I think Atlanta right now they they want to win this year. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I think a lot of players and you know Dean P's, you know all these people that's coming. It's like mm-hmm. you know what? I was about to retire, but I think I want to play because mm-hmm. I see something going on with Atlanta right about mm-hmm. now. And that's why I'm thinking the narrative and accountability and everything. I think that's what's going on right about now. So I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, um, Jay Rock, if you had a question.
1: Um, I'm gonna let uh Twisted go, and okay. I I'll, don't I'll have a question right now. Okay.
2: Who are some other needs do you think the? Uh, oh, who are some other needs do you think the Falcons can go at after as bargain deals?
3: Great question. Um, there are. Sorry a-
0: for the typo. <laughs> I
2: knew I wasn't triple. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're gonna just mose it on off the screen there.
3: So there you go. <laughs> Excuse oh, <man>. us. <laughs> no, We're no, no. It's perfect. All, good. all good. Um, that's why I have an editor. I, I do that stuff all the time. It's all good. Yeah. Um, so who could the Falcons go after? They're gonna have to go after these like veteran minimum free agents, is, is what they're gonna have to look at. Now, what's interesting is I think I could I, I feel like I probably could sit here and give you some names. But even then, I think some of the names that I even pull out of a hat are probably too expensive. Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's like, I think that we're really, the Falcons are really looking at getting guys who are, you know, th- some guys that maybe some other teams aren't looking at. And I think that's what Terry Fontenot I think, does well. He's done it a few times with the Saints in New Orleans. He 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 pulled some guys out of almost thin air. And they turned into meaningful players for the Saints. And I think that's what he's got to do with the Falcons this year because they don't have the means to go out and sign. Like what I was saying before, they don't have the means to go out and sign a big-time free agent, which is fine for right now. But that they still got to field a team, you know? Like they can't field the the, the 40 – they have, what, 43, 44 signed players right now? you got to get more than that. Like you're going to need to establish depth. At what at what you know, it's gonna be a cost, but if they can establish depth cheaply, that's the best thing that I think they that they could do. And that's um, why I
0: call it bargain shopping right bargain about now. Shopping. One a year one and two year deals right about yeah. now. So oh, yeah. nothing
3: fancy, nothing big right about no. now. No. <laughs> I, I said a couple months ago, I was like, if the Falcons give a deal that's larger than Two years. I was like, I was like, there's going to be, they're just going to be handing out, like, it's like Oprah, like, you get a one year deal, you get a one year deal. And, like, that's what the Falcons are going to be right now because that's the only thing they can do. Oh, yeah.
2: And the cap goes up in a couple years, too. So that's also a good thing that they're bargaining on this year. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They got to keep in mind about that. Yeah. Especially with uh, Matt Ryan's contract restructure, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point. Like,
2: we got to talk about that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We got to talk about it.
0: You know what? Speaking of, might as well go ahead and get into (laughs) it. Let's do it. Okay. Matt Ryan's structure.
3: Yeah,
4: Mm -hmm. I'll tell
3: y'all what. That was a move that surprised me. Like I was I was talking to some people and and I was like, you know, we're really talking about the Falcons potentially drafting the quarterback at number 4, like we're talking about moving on from Matt Ryan and then the Falcons literally on like Tuesday before the league year starts on Wednesday, they like come out and say, "Oh yeah, we restructured Matt's contract." And I was like, what is happening? Like, why are we not restructuring Grady Jarrett's contract? Like, what is this? I was so confused. And I was like, I guess this is essentially solidifies that like the Falcons are not gonna draft a quarterback at number four. Like that was the original school of thought that I had immediately. I was like, okay, like all those mock drafts everybody did with have, having the Falcons draft a quarterback at number four, like throw those out. But the more we've set in this and the more we've kind of looked at it and the more that you kind of think like the Falcons have put out some feelers that like, they still may be looking at drafting a quarterback at number four. And if not drafting a quarterback at number four, trading down and maybe getting one in late first, early second. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I personally, if, we, if we're asking me, my personal that I would trade down, I would do yeah. it every time. It, Cause I just think that it makes more sense to, for what the Falcons are doing right now, you get, I mean, get to the end of Matt Ryan's contract where you don't have 40, over $40 million uh, of a cap hit hanging over your head in, like what there is in 2022 and 2023, get out from under that. And then you have a little, a lot more breathing room. And I think that's, I think that's the right move for the Falcons. But I know I saw a comment like Pene Sewell, like people want coming in, coming up in here. And like, that's great. I don't know if that'll happen, especially now that Matt Gono has signed his uh Yes, yes, that was you. today. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that happened today. He he re-signed and he's on a one year deal too. So maybe it's a situation I think right now, if I had to put out feelers for what I think the starting lineup looks like, I think they would put, you know, keep Jake Matthews at tackle and then put Matt Gono at uh left at left guard and have have him take that chance. I know he's a swing tackle, but yeah but I think y- you could maybe make it work for a year.
0: Okay, let me see what some of the comments are saying. I, th- <laughs> I definitely think we should trade that um, uh, Parsons for me. He wants Parson. Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. I, lo- I think, gosh, the Falcons need, I actually wrote today, this story will come out tomorrow, so sneak peek, but um, today I was writing this whole big old look at the Falcons' last decade of edge rushers. And how many misses they have had (laughs) in the last decade in terms of edge rushes and how they've gotten to the position they're in now where they have Dante Fowler and that's like pretty much it and he didn't do anything last year. So y'all be on the lookout for that tomorrow. But it was really interesting to go. looking out for it, definitely. I'm going to put your Twitter link out there. I'm going to go ahead and get that, too. Yeah, look out for that tomorrow. But I say all that to say the Falcons need to hit on an edge rusher in the draft. I, like, want to see the Falcons draft an edge rusher pretty high because they need it so bad. And they need somebody who's going to be able to come in and make a difference immediately in pass rush immediately because they haven't had that in so long <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely jay rock you had something
1: so to add on to that this is gonna be my question for you do you see any defensive ends or edge rushes that that's like oh yeah maybe the falcons should drive him at mm-hmm. four yeah There's i like names
3: I like Parsons a lot. I mean, I think he's one of of the best, I think, in this draft class. And I think that, um, you know, I was looking at some other guys. um, I'm going to butcher their names. Um, I do it too. Don't feel bad. Uh, Joseph Osai from um, Texas. I like him a lot. And I think he's kind of an under-the-radar guy. Mm -hmm. Um, I I also like um, Aziz Ojolari. Um, I, from Georgia, but that's also me being probably being a Georgia girl. And I, I like what I see from him. Um, and I like the other Penn state guy, uh, Jason Owens, I think, I don't know the other Penn state edge rusher. I like him a lot too. So those are some of the names. I probably butchered all of them, but I really, (laughs) I really like all of them. I think that, I think the Falcons could take any of them and I'd be okay with it.
2: Okay. And those people that you named, they they all are um they all are athletic and have length and wingspan. Mm, yeah as far as yeah. getting off the tackle, doing a swing move and finessing, they're gonna have some attributes. We just gotta hope that coaching staff gets them up to speed right away. Like dealing yeah. with the COVID situation, we don't know how it's gonna be as far as training camp and mini right. camp. So we need them ASAP working out, like especially all the defense, we need them working a lot.
3: Totally. In off season. Yeah, and I would, I would even say like even the secondary because I feel like they're going to get some guys in there. Uh, I would think that they're definitely going to have to draft a, a young guy. I think Jalen Hawkins is probably going to get more of a go at it this year. Um, it's a young guy. There's going to be a lot of young pieces everywhere. And I know Dean Pease made the comment in his opening press conference that he loved the fact that the Falcons are young. Um, because he said he was like, sometimes when you get some veterans in there, they're very set in their ways. The, these young guys, these rookies, when you get them in there, he was like, you can, they're more pliable. You can, you can tell, you can tell them something and, and you can see their transformation over the course of a couple of weeks. And so he, I, I thought that was really great what he said, and it makes me really excited to see what he'll do with this defense. I think the Dean Peace hire was my favorite hire of the off season, but that's just me. Um, but I think that I, I, I just that's what I think, and I think that it'll be really interesting to see kind of how. You know, hopefully they do get mini camps. You know, hopefully they do get that that opportunity because it, it really it was missed. <laughs> it was missed. And I think like it it hurts some guys not being able to have those, and, and it kind of slowed down their progress. I I'm a real big advocate that now we're getting like vaccinations. Which I'm getting my vaccine on the thirtieth. Woot whoop. Okay. Like, but like now that we're able to get going and maybe see the end of the pandemic, fingers crossed, knock on wood, all the things. Maybe we can get back to more of a normal setting with, for these guys.
2: Definitely, definitely. I mean,
3: I and I want to get into, since we've been talking about free agency a little
0: bit, um, just about these recent signings. I'm going to put it up there first, Mike, all right? And then I'll take it down. Because <laughs> it's blocking your face. We don't want it to block your face oh, okay. too much.
3: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
0: But um, what?
1: <laughs> No, you're making that face.
0: <laughs> what are your thoughts on the signings of Mike Davis, Mark? K- well, I gonna, I'll butcher that. Mingo, Eric Harris, and Brandon Copeland Okay, pronounce that first name. No, no, I think
3: it's Bar Bar I think it's like K. Okay. I think. I'm not sure, though. Don't ask me. I, don't call me on that. I'm not sure. I'll have to ask him whenever we talk to him. Like, Please, okay. pronounce, please pronounce your name. Um, I, I really liked all of these. Um, I thought Mike Davis was the most interesting um, because we know the Falcons need to figure out the running back situation. Like, I mean, to have Ito Smith be your lead guy, like, congrats to Ido. Ito's great. You love seeing that. You love seeing an underdog. But the fact that you are paying Todd Gurley so much money, you're paying him millions of dollars and you're running out there, Edo Smith, who you're paying $750,000, like not great. Uh, the Falcons need to establish more of a run game. They they can't be one dimensional in a way that I think they were last year. So I think Mike Davis adds um, a little experience. And especially after seeing what he did with Carolina, you know, playing a lot more last year when Christian McCaffrey wasn't able to play. Um I thought he did some good things. I think this is a good move he's a he's from Stone Mountain, so you love that. Um, i I'm pretty sure his brother um is from Atlanta. I think he lives in Atlanta. I think he has a really close relationship with his brother. I'd love to find his brother and just chat with him and see what he thinks about his <laughs> his younger bro coming coming to Atlanta. Um, but I think that's a good move. Uh, and I think honestly, it makes me think that the draft plan of potentially drafting a running back doesn't change because I think that Mike Davis would provide kind of a veteran experience to where he could kind of lead that younger guy along and get him through that rookie year, allow the game to slow down for him. And so the Falcons aren't throwing out an 18 year old kid against some of these defensive ends, you know? So I I think that's great. Um, Varkavius Mingo, I think, is an interesting, as, an interesting addition, as is um, Brandon Copeland. I was talking earlier about how we were talking to Brandon Copeland um, earlier today. Very much enjoyed that conversation because here's someone who's very well known to this coaching staff. And he was talking about how a lot of them kind of – he called it a full circle moment for him that a lot of these coaches knew him when he was an undrafted free agent coming out of University of Pennsylvania. And didn't have any like it wasn't on anyone's radar. And now he's mm. a nine he he now he's a nine year vet, and he's coming to the Falcons kind of a, a guy who knows what's up. Also, I thought it was really great. He like teaches a class on like finances. Wow, and, yeah, and he does. He has this like partnership with um uh this website that's like does like financial guidance and series and stuff. And he does like this uh it's like a YouTube. Uh, video episodes, and it's called like coping with the money. And he, he, he did the one just this past like week where he was talking about like what to ha- what you should do with your third stimulus check. And like, so okay. this is a really, this is a really well, I have good to Check market. that out. You know yeah, what? Know. I'm of yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Um, I tweeted it out, so you'll have to go, you'll have to go see that. But um, okay. and then Eric Harris, um, all I've heard about Eric Harris is how great of a guy he is in the locker room. And there and some of my colleagues have said, like, if anything, this guy is going to be a leader and he's going to get guys in the right headspace. He's going to hold guys accountable, which I think is something that the Falcons need now that Ricardo Allen's no longer on the team, especially that young secondary. So (laughs) I, I think like that, I think though a lot of people were like, Eric Harris, like, oh, okay. Like, a lot of these guys, they're like, who are these guys? And, and it's like... Yeah, it was who? like, who? Who? Yeah, I yeah. know. That's probably going <laughs> to be... Go <laughs> go yeah, go ahead.
5: I, I, I want to ask the people in, in the chat one. Am I the only one right now who's absolutely in love with Tori? Like, this is nah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely... Look, she knows this stuff. She hasn't paused one time. I'm absolutely yes. loving it. Hey, that's why you had to get on. I need
4: everybody
5: in the chat right now. I, everybody in the chat, please. All right, if you're loving what Tori's saying right now, please say, "I love you, Tori." In the chat, everybody. I love, I you, love Tori. you,
1: Tori. Go ahead and put I that in, you, in I love you, Tori. I love you, Tori. Let's oh, get it. Say <laughs> so you're that
0: not the quick.
1: only one. Oh, somebody <laughs> said she's mine. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, wow. okay. Well. We see how that
0: goes. All these (laughs) sheets, you know what? I'm going to let y'all have y'all comments there. I love you, Tori. Oh,
1: yeah, there we go.
0: Oh, we, but no, seriously, seriously, you.
1: Hey, y'all seen that comment? Yeah, that's fine. No,
0: seriously, I really wanted you to have, you know, have you on because I seen you on another interview and I was just like, oh, your personality is amazing. And like you said earlier, sometimes you don't know the player, right? You don't know they're human. We don't know the, the, you know, the personality behind these profiles of, you know, you reporting the news and things like that. So right. people don't get to know you either. So it's, they just see you as, you know, whatever you are saying is wrong and they come at oh, you yeah. in your DMs, but it's, they don't know who you are. So I just definitely wanted to shine some light on you a little bit, but yeah, Mike, we had to do that, definitely. <laughs> hey, hey,
5: real quick,
1: know,
5: everybody some love. About loves love every once in a while. Come on, man. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> hey, real quick. The chat did say uh, Fabian was missing. He was the newest one from yesterday. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We did miss that. What just do you think just... about
1: Fabian from uh, the Washington football team?
3: Yeah, he's a – I think he's a good – he'll be an interesting um, piece to that cornerback room. Uh, I And I, I say this, and I say this a lot, but, like, that cornerback room is still young. I know that, you know – Some of those outside of AJ Terrell, like, you know, Kendall Sheffield, Isaiah Oliver, they're still on their rookie contracts. And I know I know that a lot of people give them a lot of grief, but they're still learning. I think that they have a lot to learn. Um, I think they have to step up, especially Isaiah Oliver. Um, I I think that this could be a really important year for him. And I think with Fabian coming in, I think it's going to be interesting to see how he pushes them. Uh, and, and according and just kind of seeing what uh what Dean Pease does with the secondary, I think it's going to be uh, maybe simple. Um, he even said that he's thinking about like making what's going on in the back end pretty simple, but what they're doing up front to be pretty complicated and, and have a lot of different. Looks and he was like, We're gonna be blitzing from everywhere. Oh, and yes, like, I love that, that is what we want to see. I love that. My dad was a defensive coordinator, so like I'm like, send everyone. Like, I yes.
4: love it. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. you have people She's to kill Mike. Oh my god,
5: this is, it's just perfect. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm yeah, glad I'm, that I'm, you I'm said good. that
1: about I'm our corners, good. Good. too, because our corners is is young. Yeah. Fabian just adds to the mix and he's 26. So. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, mm. so I think he's going to push them in a way that um, maybe even an older guy wouldn't. You know, if they would have signed someone who who was like 28, 29, 30, uh, I think it's different having a 26-year-old in the mix where you know that he could kind of like get in there a little bit more. You know, just a thought.
2: And he's yeah. hungry. He's hungry. And, yeah, he's hungry. Exactly. He's yeah. coming from a different organization he knows the falcons have winning seasons before uh, compared right. to washington football so yeah. i expect him to push them and i expect oliver maybe to go to free safety like mike has been saying for yeah. a lot i mean i can see that baby yeah. and be in that second corner mm-hmm. and sheffield looking to be that slot corner i can see that happening for sure and with sheffield being in the slot corner and blitzing that speed with DMP's yeah, Oh my God! I'm I'm, yeah. I'm getting ha- I'm getting happy just thinking about listening Listen to you talk about it. I ain't gonna lie to you. It just like makes be...
3: sense. It makes sense.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. I, I forgot another veteran that we have is uh, Bleedy Ray. At that whole bunch, he is the oldest out of that group. So there, there goes our veteran right there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and he knows how to make plays.
1: Exactly, and, and he moments. fills the role in. He fills the role pretty good. When when we lose somebody, he fills the role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. right in.
2: I got one thing, though. Um, The two people that you said, Mike Davis, one, he's from from Stevenson High, so I I really do. He's um, from my area where I grew up in. Uh, One thing about Mike Davis, people forget, he was second last year in forcing missed tackles. (laughs) That's a key stack, especially just thinking – just thinking about how Todd Gurley barely broke tackles last year mm-hmm. um, yeah. just just adds an instinct to this backfield. And he's good at catching the ball off the backfield.
4: Yeah.
3: He was that playing was with Teddy B. Yeah, that was something that I added when I was talking about the – when I wrote about what I thought about th- them acquiring him. And I literally said, I was like – that's something that I want to see the Falcons do more of. I don't think they did nearly enough is having the running back involved in it with Matt Ryan, like outside of just handing the ball off to him. I want to see them get involved everywhere, especially when Julio was out. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about how, when Julio was out and, and you aren't utilizing the guys in the backfield, like in the past game, it didn't make any sense to me because, I, again, it goes back to being one-dimensional. And I mm-hmm. think that Mike Davis does add that because we know that he can do it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And and he's gonna force punishment. <laughs> people, <laughs> people remember tackling Michael Turner. I can see that he's a little bit more stockier than Michael Turner. Yeah. But he might have more speed than Michael Turner.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a good point.
2: He's gonna be a he's gonna be an asset to Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan's gonna take advantage of him. I promise you. Mm-hmm. That's one thing about Matt Ryan. He'll take advantage of those backs if you let him.
4: Yep. Um, okay. Oh, I have a right, question for you.
5: I, I have a question for you. All right. Um you kind of I'll say this. Which side of the ball do are you most a fan of? Offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the
3: ball? Defense. <laughs> I and I know that's probably crazy to say because you know we have
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 I ran them
3: off. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh what, what, my I'll, God. what I'll say is is like and maybe this goes back to my dad being a defensive coordinator, but I've always had a very soft spot in my heart for defensive players. But what I'll say, and I is I know that we can talk about Calvin Ridley, we can talk about Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, like we can talk about these guys all day long as the Falcons' main weapons. But you know the people who I love watching, Grady Jarrett, Foyer. Mm -hmm. Dion Uh, let's see when uh, uh, I I really liked AJ Terrell I thought he did amazing I say amazing I thought he did really well as a year one rookie corner in this league I thought he did and and I would and I say I said this other day I was like I would have called his first year in the league superb if he would have come down with that uh, interception against Patrick Mahomes when they were playing Kansas City Uh, but he doesn't get the superb title (laughs) because he didn't come down with that um, but I, I just love, especially like Grady Jarrett, like someone like Grady Jarrett, I just enjoy watching so much. Someone like Foyer, I love his story. The fact that he came from Yale and and he was a six rounder and was a safety and he, he transformed himself into a league linebacker. And I thought, and this was his first chance to really have a starting role. I, I thought that was, I, I loved that story. I loved talking to Foyer about that kind of stuff. And I, uh, and, and Michael Walker. Here's somebody who came in and turned heads at training camp in a mm-hmm. way that I don't think anybody was expecting him to, and it earned him a, a, a spot in the rotation. Uh, I I just really like these defensive guys. I really do, and I think a lot of people get hung up on the Falcons' offense, and they forget that there are some good pieces on this defense. I liked Ricardo Allen. I liked uh, Keanu Neal. I liked what I saw from Keanu Neal a lot, actually, if we're being completely honest. I mean, here's somebody who – you know, Tor is ACL, who, uh, who, who ruptured his Achilles in two back-to-back years, came back and played the way he played last yeah. year. I was fairly impressed. I mean, I wasn't expecting that. So I, I like watching this defense. I do. And I think with Dean Pease as, you know, the coordinator, I'm really excited to see what he cooks up with these guys because – I I've been like really diving into Dean P's like playbook and, and all of his different stops. And I'm very excited to see what he does now that he's come out of retirement and, and wanted to coach with Arthur Smith with the Falcons. So we'll see.
0: And I have a question. Um, and then it's actually, you've mentioned, we've mentioned Keanu O'Neill, So we do have a question right here. Mm. Um, with him going now, do you see Jalen Hawkins take the next step by being in force or a ball hop skills um, he showcased?
3: I do. I really do. I think that um, – I think this is his chance. Um, he got in there a little bit rotationally last year and then had the concussion and was out for, uh, for a couple of weeks. So we saw him sparingly. But I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. And I do think that he's going to get that shot. I I do think that he's going to have more of an opportunity, a bigger role. I think there's going to be more asked of him uh, this year. And I'm looking forward to seeing like what he does with that opportunity. Because, you know, I think this could be a hit or miss year. It could be something where he goes out this year and maybe is not prepared. And and you are you're seeing a guy learning on the fly or he could go out there and surprise a few folks and, and it could be something to be excited about with him. You just don't know right now because we haven't seen enough of him. So I'm excited about it. Okay.
0: And I'm sorry, I cut you off. Uh, twisted. Did you have anything else?
2: <laughs> that, that's, you, you were going exactly where I was going. I was going to ask her, did she bring up Countdown? Let's get to this question then. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, But I, I was going to say something about Eric. Um, you brought him up too. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be an asset. One reason why is because Ricardo Allen he had a couple injuries down the line and he kind of was a, a step or two slower right. on getting to plays. I think with Eric, um, he's 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 phenomenal at reading coverages. Yeah,
4: um,
2: he's he's always where the ball is at. So I think with him being in that backfield, he's gonna teach um, Jalen and I think Sheffield and Oliver a, a thing or two because he's yeah. a warrior.
3: Uh, yeah. And I think what, he even said this when we were talking to him the other day, he, he said that he sees himself as kind of like the leader of, of the secondary. He'll get mm. people lined up. He said he sees things really well. He knows where he, where people need to be and where they should be going. That's so important because oh God, you, I'm you, glad lo- you said that like you, you, <laughs> <laughs> you lose, you lost that with Ricardo because Ricardo was that guy for the Falcons. He was now you replace it with somebody like Eric Harris, who, has that ability, who sees the field in that way and who can communicate to that. And that's another thing, communication is huge. Being able to communicate that with different guys across the field, very important. And I think that's something that almost like he'll be quarterbacking the secondary, that's going to be important.
1: Okay, and Jay rock you had a question. So we, we know, I think everybody in the chat knows that you love defense
0: <laughs> and
1: you like, <laughs> you, you like your favorite, you know, Coaching hire and Dean Pease. What player you think that will stand out in Dean Pease's defense this season?
0: Good question.
3: That is a good mm-hmm. question. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Foyer. and I I think I I think I'm looking forward to seeing how Dean Pease utilizes him because, like what I said. He jumped on the scene for me last year in, in a way that I don't know if I was a hundred percent expecting him to do. And, and now that Dean Pease gets a hold of him and he can maybe do some different things and maybe be a little bit more versatile. I mean, this is a guy who like what I was saying was a safety in college. You can maybe use him in a bunch of different ways. And I like that versatility. I like what Foyer did in 2020. I'm really excited to see how <clears throat> Dean Pease kind of, really gets in there and and really kind of tweaks the game even a little bit more for foyer and i think he'll thrive in that
4: okay
1: yeah i feel that i like I that, like I
0: like that. we're gonna probably uh this is going on an hour i know i said 32 minutes so an hour so i didn't want to hold you a little too 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 long of course if you want to hang you definitely can hang with us um but we're gonna go ahead and get to a couple last questions and everything and you know let you go on for your evening, and we okay. just
1: love that you've
5: been on, but um any last-minute questions, guys? No, that's it. That's Definitely. it. Um, She's excellent. She, she pretty much said everything. Go ahead, Mike. I got one more question. One more mm-hmm. question. Would you grace us with your presence one at least one more time?
3: I this absolutely is- enjoyed it yeah this is the most fun i've had in in a while i love i loved coming on talking to you guys y'all made it so comfortable because i know a lot of times i get really anxious when coming on these type of things because i don't talk that often i would yeah i I just don't and uh especially like live like this it it kind of like Freaks me out a little bit, but you guys made it so comfortable. I laughed so much. I so enjoyed coming on talking to you guys. So anytime y'all want me to come back on, you, you, you follow me on Twitter. Like I'll, 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 I'll give y'all my number. Like whenever y'all want to, to chat. Anytime draft you show. want me to come on, yeah, <clears throat> y'all, y'all let me know.
0: <laughs> I will definitely hit you up. <laughs> we do have an upcoming draft show coming. up. We've been yes. Having- oh, okay. You know, but of course, I know you're probably gonna be very busy with that, so mm-hmm. I'm we, pretty sure you will be.
3: If if we can work it out, I'll come on. I promise.
1: Oh, okay. that would be lovely. Yeah. if, if, okay. can if I can work oh, it, on, yeah. if
3: I can work it out with my schedule according to what the, you know that time looks like, because it, it I know busy. it could be busy. Yeah. i be busy. So. But if I can work it out, I'll, I'll try and pop on, even if it's just for 15 minutes. <clears throat> I could do that. Okay.
4: I- Please,
0: because we're going to do it for like the first round. Mm-hmm. So I know everybody's going to be sitting around their TVs watching oh, yeah. it anyway. So if you have, if you're not busy, obligated to anything else, please grace totally. us for a couple of minutes if you need to. But one last question I definitely wanted to ask. Um uh, What message <laughs> would you give someone who inspires, especially women like myself, who aspires to be like you?
3: Oh, man, I feel like I could go so many different directions with this answer, but... <laughs> What I will say is the biggest thing for me, and this is something that I learned in 2020, is we've got to make sure that our mental health is OK. We have to make sure that we're taking care of our mentals. we got to make sure that we're OK in our head. And I think a lot of times with, the, with journalism, um, especially this career in this field, it's, you're on all the time. You are reachable 24-7. You can't turn it off. And I think that can weigh down, weigh down on a person. And I think that you can feel very overwhelmed very easily. And so the advice, the message that I would give to someone who would want to be in my position is like, still take time for yourself, still find Mm. ways to do things for yourself. Make, make it be about you, not about the job. And, And I think that that's something that I learned in 2020. I, when I was, I had a really rough time where I was like coming on the Falcons beat and I was getting basically shit on on Twitter all the time about like what I knew, what I didn't know, all that kind of stuff. I really took it to heart. And then, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're very isolated. You can't see people. You can't talk to people. You can't hang out with people. And I literally felt during that time that I was it was the lowest that I'd been in terms of my anxiety. I was anxious all the time and, and I didn't I couldn't get control of it. And then I finally, that's me. Yeah. Like I, I just could, I didn't know how to turn it off. I felt like I was drowning all the time.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: so what I did is I, you know, my faith is very important to me. I started praying. I was like, Lord, just please help me figure this out. I don't want to be a victim to this anymore. And then he really turned it around for me. I really believe that because I started going to therapy biweekly. I started taking anxiety medication cause come to find out like the hormone that causes the fight or flight, like, reaction it literally was like overproducing my body so started taking anxiety medication and now here i am that was in october now here i am in march as happy as content as confident as i think i've ever felt so everyone out there who's listening like make sure you're good mentally we're all going like we're all going through it like if Mm -hmm. you need to talk to somebody talk to somebody that's so important, and I think that's something that we've got to continue breaking that stigma down. Whether it's with athletes, whether it's with people in my position, whether it's you guys, whether it's just somebody you're randomly seeing on the street, we're all going through something. We gotta, we gotta be there for each other. Okay,
0: and I think Twister had one last, and then we will let you go for the <laughs> evening. And we appreciate you. Go ahead, Twisted.
2: Okay, this is this is not NFL topics. I just want to know what was your favorite sports movie growing up?
3: Oh. Oh man. (laughs) Gosh. I loved Love and Basketball. I watched that a lot. Okay. Um, Okay. I really liked that movie. Um, I really like, okay, this is not as y'all are going to, y'all are going to laugh so much. This is not a sports movie, but it is one of my absolute favorite movies. She's the man. It's technically a sports oh, movie, oh, but oh, yeah. like, <laughs> I will die on this hill wow. that it is a sports movie because it's one of my absolute favorite movies. I will quote it. I literally watched it with my roommate the other night. I was like quoting the whole entire thing. I love that movie. <laughs> um, I also really loved um, Coach Carter. I thought that that's just a great movie. Um, I'm trying to think. Also like faith-based like, uh, uh, Facing the Giants. I know it's not great acting, but I loved like I loved that story, and I loved yeah. it. Like I, I just thought it was so good. I watched it with my family. Um. So, so yeah, those are some of my favorites. But uh, she's the man. Takes the cake.
2: <laughs> so you you didn't you didn't watch the other Giants, Little Giants, Icebox. Little Box? Giants. I,
3: I so I did. It just I don't think it ever was like my my favorite. Um. Mm. I I did watch Sandlot. I did love it. Yeah. yeah, I loved that. Um that was that was cool. So we have a question from the fans, they just dying
0: to ask because I've seen it a couple <laughs> of times. Who's your favorite football player?
3: Ooh. Uh, I'm trying to think of like who it'll be a Georgia football player. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Just because that's just who, like, my uncle was- Georgia first, alumni. Yeah, like, my my dad and my uncle both went there. My uncle was actually the first uh, mascot, the first hairy dog at, at Georgia after they won the, the national championship. So, a oh, wow. little tidbit. Um, I would have said uh, Herschel Walker, but I think his political stance recently, I'm not really into that. So, maybe not him anymore. Um, I'm trying to think of people who- were there when I was there. Um, I really like Matthew Stafford just because I love his, uh, his daughters. He has four little girls and they're all so cute. Um, but I'll tell y'all who my app. this isn't a football player. Um, my favorite player, just any player, Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron
4: mm, is my yes. favorite.
3: Yes. And I'll show y'all this. My uh, grandfather just gave me this for my birthday this year. It is a golf glove where he was playing in this golf tournament in 1996. And he, Hank Aaron was at this golf tournament and he gave him this signed. Oh, that is gold, right? Yeah. There. And I, he gave it to me for my birthday and like, we both like kind of cried. <laughs> um, Cause it was so, <laughs> it was immense so much to me. And then I have like a shadow box and so I'm going to put it in there. So I know that's not my favorite, that's not my favorite football player, but that's my favorite athlete. That's
0: overall. That's a athlete. I don't overall Hank Aaron was loved by many. Mm-hmm. So I definitely understand it. So we appreciate you being on today. Thank you for taking the time Thank out. You, you no are more than welcome anytime if you're bored. <laughs> and you just want to you want to bring us the breaking news, bring it.
2: Okay. <laughs> Sounds good.
3: Anytime I'm serious, anytime y'all want to to have me on, you just let me know. Definitely. Ooh, so we definitely we will communicate. We
2: really us. appreciate you.
3: We the audience
0: loved it, so I'm gonna let you go ahead and have your evening back. But thank you, awesome. y'all. Follow her on
3: Twitter, people. And, crazy, you don't know Tori. I'm not gonna say it again,
4: <laughs>
3: Tori, <laughs> underscore, Tori underscore Tori McElhaney on Twitter. Y'all can follow. Thank me. you, you're welcome.
4: You go.
3: I will put it in the description, <laughs> too, people. I'll put it
0: in the chat so you can find her as well. But thank you, Tori. Thank you. Have you. Thank y'all have you.
1: a good Larry.
4: night. <laughs>
0: But um, she's
5: amazing.
1: Definitely. That was, that was, that was really
5: that good. We got to get more women on. Like, that That was. Hey, man. Um,
1: I don't even know where to start. Like, where the hell do we start? You, you couldn't even stay in yeah. your seat.
5: Hey, look. She's the defense. Yeah. yeah. Mad Mike this. was in love. No no, 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 no. Maggie and, like, Maggie and Tori, look, they. When she said defense, I know Maggie. She always said we need some defense. We need some defense. So I just thought about Maggie when she said. It. I was like, I was like, okay, her and Maggie definitely gonna get along. They they are definitely gonna get along. All right. So,
1: so we really
0: trying to get her to come on this draft show. So even if it was just for a couple of minutes, I want her to come around that time we get to that fourth pick. Like, but that'd be I know, amazing. I know she's probably gonna be busy, <laughs> but mm-hmm. if she. She find some type of way to give us a little presence. I would appreciate it. So y'all tune tune in for that show because it's gonna be wild because we trying to get a couple of nice little familiar faces to come on if we can. We're, yeah, we're really trying to make that happen. So y'all look out for, us for some prizes for that show. We're really trying to make this a thing. So um, but shoot, what is there else to talk about? I
2: mean we, we, you know, you know, we gotta shout she, you, got to you out first, Maggie. We gotta shout you out first, Maggie. Appreciate you for getting that um uh, yeah,
5: yeah,
2: yeah, uh, that
5: was
2: She tells oh, yeah.
5: me what the damn do, okay? So she you know she's doing a damn good job, all right? <laughs> she's running. This is this is all Maggie, all right? This is all her. So everybody show Maggie some love in this thing, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And um, everybody's saying that she can come to the cookout. We're gonna have a cookout for the draft show. I'm gonna get back to your <laughs> comment about the mental health, um, Carrie. I'm gonna get back to that. But um, yes. Uh we like really, this is gonna be fun. I'm <laughs> definitely gonna be having some wings or something on my in the camera eating. Don't <laughs> miss surprise. be
4: surprised.
0: I might have a couple of drinks in my hand, so don't be surprised what might come out of everybody's mouth on this show because what? it's gonna be raw. <laughs>
1: Oh,
4: we got! Real. I got the
1: watermelon already. I got the watermelon I got, it. I got it. I got it. That's fun. So, Just like uh hey. Asia said, she said that drive party is gonna be lit. She already know. Definitely, yeah.
0: Yeah. absolutely. Definitely. You bringing the you bringing the ribs? Okay. <laughs> oh, you want me to bring the ribs? <laughs> you got your milk. Okay. Okay. So yeah, y'all tune into that? Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, and we got. A nice surprise. I don't know if anybody heard it on the last episode, but um well let's go ahead and get in the lineup a little bit since we still got a couple of people on. Um tomorrow night, Aaron Freeman.
4: Mm.
0: Got him on tomorrow, and then Terrence Mathis on Monday,
4: people.
5: Exciting well, Yes. Atlanta Falcons in history, man. Like, this dude is a goat. One of the best, most underrated receivers of all time. This dude is a beast, man. So, man, I can't wait for that one. I, uh, look, man, like I said, we're trying to help. Like, we're trying to help you guys, man. This is all about the nation, man. We would not be able to do it without uh, uh, a lot of you guys, man. So, we definitely appreciate it
0: and i want to go back to that um if i know uh let me go back to her comment because she basically said something real quick then i know twisted you about to say something but speaking of mental health love hayden hurts story and how he's breaking that stigma for athletes and mental health i'm glad she brought that up because it is true um like she said players Like being in this doing this right about now trying to give you guys this each and every week all these news articles Like your mind is on the go. Like I literally tried to lay my butt down before this and my mind was just like no I couldn't even chill. So I get it. Your mind is just on the constant like I'm missing something. I'm missing something You do have to take a time out of your Busy day even if it's just 15 minutes and now my lust exchange channel. I do motivational videos and things like that but i always preach about taking time to have some mental health time for yourself you need to take a break take a break so i'm glad you brought that up carrie um that's most important players are not you still got to got a mental break you know you definitely do so you had something to yeah. say twisted
2: oh i was going to tell mike we got to make sure we bring up uh that mathis and dion uh battle they had
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to bring that one up, man. Look, I, this is going to be a great show, man. Um, man, it, it, this is reliving just great times in the nine of Falcons history, man. Like this, he was a a member of that team. Um, man, good graces. We're, we're talking about a big time player, and um, I'll say this, uh. Damn, where it goes? Uh, no, I'll go back into this mental health thing. A lot of people don't know what a lot of people don't know about doing this, man. And that's why I say you guys help us in a lot of ways that you really don't, you know, you really don't understand. Like, because I've been doing, like, Maggie and I have been going 10 years, A lot, uh, you know, we've been going about 10 years doing this. So a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't mm-hmm. know that. This is ground for me. For so all you see right now, a lot of people just say five 5,000 subscribers and you know, we're, we're headed to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. This is a 10 year grind, man. This is a 10 year grind. And sometimes you wear out mentally. So a lot of you people, you know what I'm saying? Who aspire to be uh, a journalist, uh, an athlete, get your mental health in, in and first. Always look out for yourself first because look man, the grind never stops. It never stops your mind. Never. I just had to tell <laughs> Maggie just take five minutes and chill, and she couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. All right. She couldn't do it. So I was
0: excited and about this interview. I really it. was. My mind was just like, you know what? I couldn't rest. So I knew this was gonna be an amazing interview because I just I follow her and mm-hmm. I just see what she tweets and everything. And she's a firecracker. She really oh
4: she, she speaks what she gotta say. I
0: and I love that the fact that she's all about social. Injustice and things like that. So I love mm-hmm. all of that about her. But I wanted to get back to the super chat because of course we don't like to miss it.
2: Yeah. But
0: thank you, <laughs> Super Moon Vibes. Appreciate, appreciate you. Nothing,
5: appreciate it. Appreciate, appreciate you, it.
2: my brother.
0: We definitely appreciate you. But um look, man, what else is there to talk about?
2: You hey. don't hit hey, it she on said, everything. You know it. She know. put it on Smash, what? man. I don't know.
5: Just killed
0: it. Nobody got any questions and everything. Like, what in the world is going on with y'all people? Y'all have no questions. I think they was just in awe. But if yeah, you have some questions,
1: all. we we open up for the last
2: minute. Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, man. Yeah. Anybody got any players? I mean, um, any questions? we'll open it up for a little bit and they'll probably go ahead and head on off because look, we don't had a busy week. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> we got and back. we got another interview tomorrow. And we got one tomorrow. So man, look, look, I'll I'll just say this. And look, man. <clears throat> the fans, man. I don't know how many times I'm keep saying this, but the fans, man, y'all, y'all just make it, y'all just make it go, man. Y'all keep us going. But please, please, hit up Atlanta Falcons Nation. All right. Head up to Atlanta Falcons Nation. We're really trying to get to a thousand there. Um, if you are a follower, uh you subscribe here. Um, head the Atlanta Falcons Nation as well as Twisted Torch, man. He got a lot of good stuff. We got, we got we got so much stuff coming. Like this, this we got a we got a talented crew, man. We got a talented crew, and we got a lot of stuff coming. All right, so it's just not going to be Atlanta Falcons stuff. Yeah, and that's just uh, I'm I'm throwing that out there. That's probably I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but we got a lot of stuff coming for you. Got a lot of good stuff, man.
0: Mm-hmm. And we have a question from Super Moon since he you know put the super chat. Do you think we trade will trade down um twice actually to acquire mm-hmm. draft capital and add debt?
5: No, I think it'll be one time. I think it'll be they'll trade down one time to get uh, the game capital, then they'll trade up to get the player that they really want in the middle rounds. I
2: like how.
0: She, Go
2: ahead. I like how she said we might draft a QB second or third because we've been stating this for a while. Um, if we're gonna she draft, pretty a QB much wasn't one,
0: a line what we've been saying. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> like we can't we we can't afford a QB at four. Did you see how that line? We can't afford a QB at four. Just saying, I'm just being honest. So look for Mac Jones, maybe in that late second or third round if we do trade back. I can see that. Um, mm-hmm. he can sit for a while, but please, hey, please stop tweeting me about Zach Wilson. I don't want to hear nothing else about <laughs> Zach Wilson. I'm serious. <laughs> I am serious.
5: Uh, <laughs> no more Zach Wilson. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't deal, Mike. Bad. I can't
2: deal. I can't.
5: This <laughs> game. <laughs> As long as it's not Jesse Fields, I'm good, man. I'm talking about anybody <laughs> except Justin Fields. If I get one more damn question about Justin Fields, I swear, all right? I
4: swear, y'all will never hear another rant
5: from me, ever.
0: Oh you lord. <laughs> <trialers laughs> uh oh, we don't drop J Rock, but um, I, I'm gonna go back to Chris White's comment. Um, more women need to be recognized, like Tori. I'm definitely,
4: absolutely, absolutely. I
0: actually. I reached out to probably the beautiful somebody that Mike loves. I reached out to her. I ain't gonna say it yet because <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it yet. But one of the ESPN's beauties.
2: Oh, I know who you talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. I know who um, you
2: talking about.
0: I have hit her up, and we're gonna see if we can get her on the show. Now I'm pretty sure I'm about to sit back and hide my face because she is just amazing. Amazingly
4: beautiful.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be a whole bunch of oh my god, if she's here, y'all. You know,
5: but look, I ha- can guarantee you I'm gonna behave. I'll just say that. I cannot guarantee that I will behave. All right. Mm-mm.
0: You Mm-mm. wasn't behaving tonight. <laughs> I was behaving. What do you mean?
4: <laughs>
0: I was I was look,
4: <laughs>
5: <Wow. laughs> man, look. I'm just joking, Mike. But um, uh... <laughs> look, I I love women who know their ish. All right, I love women who know their ish. Look, man, if if, if you got a a, a home girl, a, a a friend, a girlfriend, a wife, and she know her stuff, please tell her to come on AFN, and she can get her shine on. I, I look, I love it. I want to empower more women to come on the show and and be heard because, like you said, that really pissed me off to see what. We'll see what they left, um, like you in like these do the inbox and the DM and uh, her like with these disgusting, like that really pissed me off. Y'all know how I go hard for Miss Maggie. If you say anything about Miss Maggie on this show, all right? Y'all know I'm gonna go hard for her. That really pissed me off to see that,
4: yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um one thing one thing we gotta we gotta show love to Tori for is that she brought up with the um not being enough black sports analysts, you know what I mean? And I really appreciate her seeing that part because we do need more of that as far as in our field that we're working on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: I loved it. I was just like, Well, I just love her even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know cuz she's really she's really vocal. I can tell you that she's really vocal about uh, Her stance on things and I've just been following for some quite some time So in case people didn't know who she was y'all check her out. She's amazing and she may be back She's excited about coming back. So Absolutely. We definitely would try to have her on quite often because she's she's she really knows her stuff And then she's in there with those players to talk
5: to them Mm-hmm. So that's what we're trying to provide for you like, like I said we want to provide nothing but the facts and the truth inside information this is coming from someone who's there like this is what we're trying to provide for you you're not going to get this elsewhere. everybody else they want to be the star they want to be the star not here we want to make you guys the star where you get everything that you want for the most part so what's it like put I Asia did, on Miss Asia. Oh, put Miss Asia on. Oh.
0: she wants to come on. I've been inviting her for like the longest. Yeah. I I've been wanting Asia to come on.
2: Asia definitely knows what she's talking about.
0: I would <laughs> love to have her add, um add on to the cast because oh, we yeah, I'm put
2: Asia on the spot. Oh, because
0: you know, all these men on this show, it's like we need a little bit more softness. Yes. You know, ladies.
2: We need you pull up.
0: Come on, Asia. You can do it, girl. You can do it.
2: See, I got a friend that knows football that's from Atlanta, but she's a Saints fan. Uh, so that's uh, the only issue. Uh, like, she likes Atlanta, she's a Saints fan. If that makes sense. <laughs> Shouts out to okay. you, do Oh, no. That <laughs> mm. <laughs> name's no, for no, rivalry. Name for no, rivalry. Yeah, I'm <laughs> saying, yeah, she can come on, like, doing rivalry weeks, and I don't have nothing
0: against it, but She'll be having her own opinions about these Falcons. So.
2: She can't mm. talk too bad, She stays in Atlanta, so she can't talk too crazy.
0: <laughs> Somebody said ill.
5: <"Ew." laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh god.
2: Oh man. But no, crazy. seriously,
0: ladies, I will be seeing y'all in the chats. If you really want to come please. on. I'm opening it up. It's like, just
5: come on. Just come Miss on. Me. Miss Maggie Love run it. this ship. Miss Maggie run this ship. So, look, if y'all want to come on, just hit her up, and I guarantee she'll put
2: you on. Same thing happened with me, so it's possible. Trust me. Hey, that's what I'm seeing. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. <laughs> <laughs> She hit me up. I was on the show like two days later. So if she tells you she's gonna take care of you, she's gonna take care of you. She don't lie. Ain't Absolutely. no cap on her rap.
0: I got them eyes for people. I know talent. <laughs> I, <got> talent. <laughs> I know talent, and that's why I was like, I saw that he was talking about he wanted to go live. I was like, shoot, be on the show tonight. Yeah. But I know mm. you got some things coming up too. So y'all check out uh, Twisted Torch TV for real though, because I know there's a couple of things coming up.
2: Um, like, like Tori said, um, you have to make sure you take care of your mental health. So through these times, I've been trying to take it slow because my brother passed and it's, it's around this time, so it gets kind of tough for me to, you know, do things. But I'm coming back. Trust me, Mike and Maggie is pushing me. I'm going to make sure I'm going to give you all some more content moving forward for sure. So I appreciate all the fans and I appreciate this cast. Wonderful cast, man. You're not going to find a group of people that are honest, and be willing to listen to your opinion, like like us, just being honest.
0: J. Rock coming back on. Okay, we just in the back. Man, okay.
2: eating. That
5: man eating. Leave that man eat. <laughs> <laughs> <That man eating. laughs> I see you supermoon vibes.
0: We might, you know, we just trying to get a feel because you know, we had to reconstruct some things. So, you know, we may have some room eventually, but we gotta think about it
5: we can we can we can talk we'll, we'll just put it like that we can talk yes now
0: we're looking for dedicated dedication all of that But we'll get into that later but we really mm-hmm. just want loyalty and then we preach that because yes twisted torch has been you know handling his business right about now but when i need you i need you when you're here you know what i'm saying yeah. that's the most important part I don't care what's going on outside of that as long as the communication is there. That's what
2: I care about. So that's all I'm gonna say on that subject, though. One
5: call, Uh, that's all. One call, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Okay, my my bad, my bad chat. It wasn't recent, it's just around the time that he passed. He died in 2010, but it happened April 1st. So around this time, it gets kind of tough for me to do certain things. That's it, guys. But I appreciate all your prayers, man. Shouts yeah. out to y'all being in the chat right now. I appreciate y'all. Oh, definitely. Definitely.
0: So you might try to audition. You know, just hit me up. Um, Well, auditions are not open, but I will put my email. If you guys kind of want to start throwing yourselves out there, and I might just get a little. I might get a little interested. Maybe I might yeah. change my <laughs> mind about this. So Miss Maggie. No, no, it's not Miss Maggie. T. It's Maggie T. At um AtlantaFalconsNation.com. i am putting in the chat, people. Um, but hey, if you're interested, if you got some videos, you just want to pitch it, go ahead. I might just start looking. You never know. Yes,
5: suck. Mean. If you ask up, we're gonna tell you that you suck. All right. So don't 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 not get too happy if you damn if you don't damn suck. <laughs> You know, a, lot of, a lot of people you know y'all don't know football, and then you get on camera and you're like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Y'all ain't gonna embarrass me, goddamn! That's what's not gonna happen. Well, you heard it from Mad
0: Mike himself. If you suck, you will know it.
2: Hey, hey! At least he honest. Some people are watching
5: bomb. <laughs> <laughs> ain't I'm sorry, you embarrass Maggie. You ain't bar- <laughs>
0: Oh, oh no! I'm quick to you know because we don't had quite a few aud- few auditions that didn't quite make the make the cut. Just Run let it. you
2: know. <laughs> Gotta yeah, call the spade a spade. <laughs> Gotta call the spade a spade.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we need to go, man. Hey, we, we need to go. Y'all tune in
0: tomorrow for the um, Aaron Friedman um, um, interview tomorrow. I don't know what time it's going to be. 8:00 so, Eight o'clock or so. Eight thirty okay
5: okay
0: okay so we'll be back people and then check out monday and of course if some breaking news pop out you'll see us again so we appreciate y'all people but it's hot y'all see his hat is sweating now i'm about to be curly what's going on people it's hot in the atl right about now people (laughs) all right right, people
5: jay rob you ain't gotta go
0: you got to get the hell out of here. Uh-oh.
5: That's the fact. Right. That, that go,
0: that go.
4: That's what I was
0: waiting for. <laughs> All right, people. Make sure y'all go ahead and subscribe to Twisted Torch TV as well because we got to get him out of that 200. We got to get you up yeah, there to, gotta, yeah. you know. We got you know, I know he's taking a hiatus, but still subscribe to him. When he come back, he come back with about 10 million videos like that. So y'all know y'all got to get ready for it, people. See I y'all know.
2: tomorrow. Be safe, fans. Be be safe, family. Appreciate y'all, man.
0: All right, people.
2: <laughs>